Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Midwest Medium Podcast. I'm your host, June Hessler. And today we have a special guest, Janet Allen. I've had the pleasure of getting to know Janet over the last year as she is a Reiki master and she does Reiki on me uh, monthly. And it's been a really interesting experience. So I asked her to come on today and talk about Reiki and teach us more about it. I have a lot of questions. First, though, I'd like to properly introduce you. I have my notes here. Janet is an energy healer, Reiki master, and teacher. She once worked at in the corporate world, but in January of 2020, after visiting the Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health, everything changed, and that's when she realized she met her calling and she quit her day job. She then studied under William Lee Rand at the International Center for Reiki Training, and she is now the proud owner of Reiki Energy Center here in the North Metro of, Minnes- of the Twin Cities, Minnesota, and she just opened up a second location where she also teaches. So Janet, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for Thank joining you so me much. today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, June. Yeah, of course. So first and foremost, can you explain Reiki exactly? What is it? Where did it come from? How do you channel your energy for when you perform Reiki? Absolutely. Um, well, Reiki... Um, Essentially, it's an energy healing modality is what it is. Um, And the Reiki energy is channeled um, through me uh, to my clients via um, gentle touch. Um, It works essentially to clear um, blocks that you might have in your energy field, uh, any negative energy that you may be um, holding on to in your chakras. And it really helps to balance out the physical, the emotional, and the um, spiritual biofields so that they're all working together as intended. Um, And I kind of equate it to like if you have a string of little Christmas lights and one of them isn't quite working right. And so the Mm -hmm. rest of the string will go dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so it's because the energy is not flowing. The electricity, um, you can even think of it that way, um, isn't flowing the way it's intended to flow. And so they go dark. And that kind of is what happens with um, our own energy fields. If there are these blocks and some of this negative energy that people are holding on to. So that's kind of what it is that helps. Oh, it absolutely does. And I love the analogy of the Christmas lights, because I think most of us can understand what that's like when one light bulb isn't quite working. And sometimes the whole strand goes dark and you have to run to the store and buy more Christmas lights. We've all struggled with that. We've all struggled with it. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So, oh, I find that so interesting. So when you were initially at the Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health, how how did you realize that that was your calling? Was it kind of, was it like a, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I need to be a part of this. I need to do this. Um, you know, was it, I guess to me, that'd be kind of like a light switch moment. Did it just like, was it, I guess an epiphany really is kind of what it sounds like. Is that what it was? Yeah, it it was, you know, I, it's funny how you end up where you're supposed to end up. Right. But, um, I'd only heard like one person mention this Kripalu place and um, 
I was uh, at the time just working my, you know, uh, really stressful um, corporate job, you know, bazillion hours a week, the whole thing. Yeah. And it just popped into my brain and I'm like, I need to, I need to get away. I, I've got to do something. And so um, Kripalu is really known as a yoga teacher training place. They have the best teachers in the world, um, but they also offer this R&R program. Um, and so I went on the R&R program, which was six nights. And every morning you get up and you get a list of the things that are available that day. And um, for somebody who was so stressed out and felt like I needed to rest and relax and do the yeah. R&R program, every morning I would I was just lit up looking at my list and I wanted to do absolutely everything on the list. And I mean, it was just this crazy sort of response to that type of environment. And so I, I just, I really tried everything. I tried Akashic record reading. I tried tapping class. I took obviously some yoga classes, mm -hmm. so many things, and um, obviously took a, uh, had a Reiki session. Yeah. Um, and that's the one um, I just, at the end, I just felt very lit up. I felt very relaxed. I felt just, I felt very different after the session. Um, and that's kind of the one that resonated with me, but the whole experience was like, this is my tribe. These are my people. How do I yeah. you know, move in this direction. And I didn't, I mean, Reiki wasn't the clear choice when I left Kripalu. Mm -hmm. um, I really uh, did a lot of things. I, I bought, I bought a mala, the, the, the beads. And I, I picked a mantra that I did every night for three months. And I asked for signs and like, I just didn't know what to do with all of this. Mm -hmm. And I got a, I ended up getting a very crystal clear sign. Um, and started down the Reiki path and, and just so grateful that I had that experience and um, got to do this work. So that brings me to my next question. The, the Reiki session that you just described, was that your first real experience having a Reiki session um, done on you? And that was just so powerful and moving? Yeah, I, I'd had one. So that would have been like five or six years before that, I did have a Reiki session um, out in Utah. I was out there and I had a Reiki session. And at that point, I didn't even know what it was. I just yeah. tried it. And I felt like I was just sucking up this energy and sucking up this energy. So when I went to Kerpalu, I, it was definitely high on my list to try that again. Absolutely. Well, I'm so glad that you did, because as I mentioned earlier, you're the Reiki master that I go to once a month. And I have to say when I first, um, well, first of all, let me back up. When I first heard of Reiki, it was many years ago. I knew something about it originating from Japan um, and it being energy work, but I didn't quite understand what it really meant, nor had I ever had it performed on me. And then um, I think it was probably about a year ago when I first came to see you, I can't believe it's been a year already. But I remember my first Reiki session with you and you're the only person that has ever done it on me. Um, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, I guess I was a little nervous. I'm sure I was. Yeah. Um, and at that time, I was kind of like thrown into mediumship really, really fast. And uh, so anyway, I do remember my my first session with you. I'm laying on your on your bed, which I love. It's like a nice little nap. <laughs> and, um, all of a sudden, you know, you're doing your thing. My eyes are closed. I have, I don't want to call it a blindfold, the but, eye mask. 
Yeah. And yeah, an eye mask. So I, you know, keep my eyes closed and helps me relax. And all of a sudden I'm seeing images of animals in my third eye. I'm seeing colors. I'm seeing shapes that I can't even describe other than to say they were shapes. And it was unlike anything I had ever experienced before. And not only because I had seen all those interesting things, um, I was extremely relaxed and I walked away that first session feeling lighter, feeling, I think even more confident, um, not only in myself, but in knowing I found something that can support me through my mediumship journey, because for mediums, it's so incredibly important. I've learned to keep our chakras clear, to clear out our aura, clear out the negative energy that could be sucking into us. Cause mediums are kind of like sponges. I've learned, right. um, for the positive and the negative energies that are all around us. Right. Um, and so I, I, I found it so beneficial for me personally and quite honestly, and I, and I've started telling people about Reiki and and yes, I do it for like my mediumship purposes, but I really believe that if I were to walk away from mediumship today, I would continue with the Reiki because I feel like it's so beneficial in so many other ways. Yes. So I really, anyone listening, I really encourage people to try it because it's a, for me, it's been such a powerful experience and every experience has been different. Yes you know, when I come in and see you, I don't always see the same shapes, the same colors, the same animals. I see people, I see not so great things. I see, um, spirit guides. I see my loved ones that have passed. I mean, it's so incredibly amazing. I think in in my view. Yeah, for sure. Um, so with that said, my next question for you is what are some of the benefits of Reiki and why should someone can consider having a Reiki session, but in your own words, I just, you know, told you what I think, but yeah, what's been your experience? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, without some sort of, uh, healing, it doesn't necessarily have to be Reiki. It's really difficult to remove those blocks in our energy fields, um, because the blocks can be caused by a lot of different things. They can be caused by stress. They can be caused by anxiety. Yeah. Be caused by physical illness. Um, so many things. And like you said, the negative energy around us, there's certainly enough of that to go around these days. Right. Um, and you know, I'll frequently read, uh, chakras for my clients, um, with my crystal pendulum, just to see kind of what kind of shape their chakras are in, which ones are open, which ones are not. And it's pretty rare to find somebody that has all of their seven main chakras open. That's pretty rare just because of all the things we have in our lives, right? Um, And so if you don't help to get them removed, get help to get them removed, your energy kind of tends to stay blocked and you're just not getting that natural flow of that electricity, going through you. So, um, and it's funny that you used the word lighter. Um, I can't tell you how many times, uh, clients at the end of their session, they'll say, you know, how are you feeling? What did you experience? What did I experience? And 
I think the word I hear most frequently is lighter. Yeah. And so here, wow, that was wild. But yes, lighter. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, the yeah. one I hear most frequently, just kind of getting rid of some of the things that don't serve you anymore and, and getting that feeling of being lighter and your vibration being a little bit higher. And getting rid of the gunk, I call it the the energetic gunk. That That's a great word. We don't want, we don't need. So that made a question pop into my mind, which is, you know, I, I don't want to say I was really skeptical going into it because I've heard so much about it, um, especially from my spiritual teacher who I still work with. And I trust, I've known her for over a decade and I really, really have learned to trust her. Um, but because we can't necessarily see our chakras or we can't necessarily see our auras or anyone else's, um, what would you say for anyone? And I know this is kind of putting you on the spot. What would you say for anyone that would walk in as a total skeptic, or maybe you've had that experience, I don't know, um, who just thinks it, thinks it's a bunch of baloney and really thinks that there's nothing to it. Has, has anyone challenged you on that or, or have you been faced with that with a client perhaps? Yeah, I think, um, you know, people ask, you know, can something go wrong? Right. Sure. Like they're like, <laughs> yeah, that's a valid uh, like, question. <laughs> right. Um, and I get that question, you know, every now and then. And, you know, the response to that is that Reiki is just pure healing, pure love. It literally can do no harm ever. Yeah. Um, and so I really try to help people understand that. Um, and I think that the people that come in um, to see me, um, maybe they're maybe they're curious, um, you know, more than anything. They're um, maybe a little bit skeptical. I think there's you know varying degrees of how much people believe uh, in in this sort of work. Sure. Um, and I do believe that if people are more open and accepting, um, might get out of the gate a little faster <clears throat> with the energy healing than someone who's really skeptical. But I believe that Reiki can work on anyone regardless of um, whether they believe or don't believe. Um, but that was my next question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and that's great too. And I found, um, and I can absolutely relate to that. Um, like so, and I'll, I'll work on people for mediumship or work with them, I should say, and they've never had a mediumship reading before and, and they're nervous. I remember my first mediumship reading, you know, 10, 12 years ago, I was really nervous because you don't know what to expect. You worry for mediumship, you worry about judgment. You worry if you've done really bad things and it's all going to come down raining on you in that one session. And that's not it at all. Everything comes from love. Everything's for your greatest and highest good. Uh, and as I mentioned with my Reiki sessions with you, every session is different meaning it's for my greatest and highest good that day. Right. Same with mediumship. So yeah, that absolutely, to me, that absolutely makes sense that it can do no wrong. Just like mediumship can do no wrong. Right. It's for your greatest and highest good. And and like you said, I mean, things may come up that are uncomfortable, right? Yes. In Reiki or in mediumship. Um, but it's because, you know, you're intended to have that come up and maybe it's something yeah. that you need to work on or, heal from or whatever. So it absolutely. Means, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. So what are your thoughts about distance Reiki distance healing? 
I have had that done with a woman who I've gotten to know a little bit in Alaska. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I'm here in Minnesota, obviously. And so those experiences like Alaska sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it does. Not in, not yeah, not today, fortunately, but yes, it can get cold. Um and so I've worked with her a little bit and it's been really interesting because we're so far apart, but I can feel when she's doing her distance Reiki on me. And then after the session, we talk and I'll ask, mm -hmm. where did you start? And she'll say where she started. And that's exactly where I felt her start. So it's been really interesting. Have you dabbled in the distance Reiki? Yeah. You know, it's funny when I first started out, um, I asked somebody to do a distance Reiki session with me, <clears throat> a Reiki master, um, so I could observe it. Yeah. <laughs> and she kept saying, there's nothing to observe. And I was like, well, there must be something to observe, right? This <laughs> <That's> <laughs> practical funny. mind I sometimes have, right? Right. So I literally, we were on Zoom and she kind of did this intro and then she literally put her headphones on and she literally sat there for the whole 60 minutes. <laughs> was like, okay, there really isn't anything. <laughs> um, but, when, you know, I know every Reiki master is different, but when I do my distance sessions and I just have a handful of clients that want distant, I think a lot of people just like the escape of coming to the studio and, and the relaxation that that offers um, and just the, you know, person to person contact we're all craving at this point. Um, but <clears throat> I, I do my Reiki sessions. It's very similar to my in-person sessions where, you know, depending on where I am, I might have a big pillow and I, you know, I move around the pillow um, and I, you know, I do all the things that I would do in person. And then, um, but I, when I do my, my distance sessions, I speak to them in the beginning. I walk them through maybe a guided meditation or relaxation thing. And then we hang up um, and then I do the distance session and then I call them when I'm done. Um, and then we chat about anything that came up for them or came up for me. And it's, it's a, I mean, every Reiki session is different, whether it's in person or distant, but it's similar, you know, I felt this and I felt that and, um, I was just very relaxed. Um, and so it's, it's very similar feedback to what I get in the studio. So, and so to be clear for anyone listening that has not participated in distance Reiki or distance healing from my experience, and I'm assuming this is true with you and your clients, when the, when the Reiki master is working on me distantly, I'm relaxed. I'm not doing yeah. my chores. I'm not shopping. I'm not at work, I'm laying on my bed and I'm relaxed. And yeah. that is at the time when you're doing the distance healing so that you can make that energetic connection. Is that right? Great clarification. Yes. I encourage people to find a really comfy spot, yeah. to a blanket, to have their own uh, relaxing music going, maybe have a candle lit. Um, yes, absolutely encourage people to be in that state um, of receiving. Yes. I think it's so amazing how, um, it, it's, you know, I heard that it could be done distantly and I thought, okay, well, I'll give it a shot. You know, if anything, I, I'll get an hour nap out of the deal, but <laughs> it's so much more than that. And I just, I find that so fascinating. Like to me, 
like you said, like logical, practical mind comes into play. So for me, I always think, okay, well, Reiki, if you're in the same room, obviously it's going to work. Obviously that's going to make sense. But if you're hundreds or even thousands of miles physically apart and it still works, right? I just think that's so incredibly amazing. And like half of my mind can't understand it. <laughs> it's mind boggling. It is mind yeah. boggling. Yeah, absolutely. And the first time I gave, I remember my first distant Reiki session, I was like, is this going to work? I mean, you're right. <laughs> I mean, you just yeah. don't know. And um, yeah, I, I actually really like doing the distance uh, sessions, but yeah, it's, it's pretty mind boggling for sure. So when you're finished uh, doing a session, whether it's in person or distance, how do you feel as the energy healer? Do you feel any different if you're in person versus distant or is your after the session feeling the same for both? How, how do, how do you feel drained? Like, how do you feel when you're done with a session? Yeah, I think, um, a lot of people, uh, wonder, and I get this question sometimes is, oh, you know, I took all your energy, like I, I sucked it all up and like, you must be exhausted, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of the opposite is true and because I am just a channel for the energy. I actually benefit from every Reiki session that I do. Um, it's incredibly healing. I end up feeling a little bit lighter. Um, and so it's because I'm running the energy, I get some of those benefits, which is the great thing about Reiki is that I walk away a little bit lighter and a little bit, my vibration is a little higher. So that's awesome. And it doesn't either distant or in person. It's the same. So did that, um, did that kind of come naturally to you right off the bat, or did you need to learn how to not let yourself get drained, not let your vibration go down after, or has that always been a benefit for you since the beginning? Yeah, it's it's not possible to to take my energy. You're only taking the Reiki energy that I'm channeling. Mm. So um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's nice because I can't imagine you know doing X number of sessions a day and then you know being completely yeah. drained at the end. So yeah, I'm really grateful that that's the case for sure. Yeah, and I can relate to that somewhat. Um, after I do a mediumship reading, I feel like I'm on a high. Like, I feel like my vibration is so incredibly high. It's hard for me to get grounded and get myself back, <laughs> back to where I need to be to feel not super way up here. And I can't go to sleep. I mean, that's happened. And it's, so I've had to work on like getting myself down here Yeah, <laughs> so I can go to sleep at night. Um, <laughs> it's, it's so, yeah, it's interesting. It definitely raises your vibration when you're doing that sort of work, which Absolutely. is fun. Yeah. I love the feeling. I think it's so fun. Yeah, me too. So with that, how do you keep yourself protected from negative energies, perhaps negative entities? Um, how do you keep your vibration at a healthy uh, level? I guess I would call it. Right. Is there, are there things that you do for that? Um. I think that, um, you know, self-care is like the key word there for sure. Um, and, you know, the, the lovely thing about learning Reiki and getting that Reiki energy is that you do self-Reiki, right? Um, so I will 
I will read my own chakras with my pendulum and see if there's something that um, needs some work. And then I will go ahead and give myself um, a Reiki session. Um, and, you know, you can do that with your friends. You can do that with your family, with your pets. Like, it's just so nice that it's just readily available. And, you know, even if I'm having, you know, a struggle or some trauma or something, it's like, okay, it's time for a self Reiki session. Yeah. Um, so I'll do that. And then, you know, in combination with things like, um, like hot yoga, I love and um, meditation and, you know, being in nature, you know, all the things that um, kind of fill me up and um, help me to make sure that I'm taking care of myself so that I can continue to do Reiki for others for sure. That's so important. Now you mentioned pets. Have you performed Reiki on, on animals? And if so, what has that been like? Yeah, you know, there is a, uh, through William Rand, he has an animal Reiki class that I have considered taking. Um, and the only experience I have really with pets is that I, um, my dog was uh, passing away and I mean, it happened pretty suddenly. And so that day I could tell that um, was probably going to be her last day. Um, and so I started giving her Reiki just for you know, trying to lessen the pain a little bit, trying to give her more comfort. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I just found myself. All right, we had some technical difficulties, but Janet is back and she was explaining her, her uh, Reiki experience with her dog that was sadly passing away. Yeah, I um, it was it came on very quickly, and so it wasn't like I had, you know, a lot of time to try to heal her to prevent her from dying or anything like that. But um, the day that she uh, started to pass, I was like, oh, I just want to keep her comfortable and do what I can. Um, and so I yeah. gave her Reiki. Um, and, you know, I, I believe that it helped her to be more relaxed and um, to pass more easily. Um, I did uh, hear a story that I thought was fascinating. My um, Reiki instructor uh, was in a park and uh, a big dog was choking on a stick and oh. it, it was just, it was going nuts and like the owners couldn't even get near it. Oh, geez. Um, can you imagine? And um, yeah. so uh, the Reiki master said, you know, can I give it Reiki? Can I give it Reiki? They're like, yeah, whatever. And so she went up to it, started giving it Reiki and it calmed down enough where she could actually get, go up to the dog and open its mouth and pull the stick out of its throat and like saved his life. I was like, Oh my God, that's so amazing. It just gave me chills. That is amazing because quite honestly, I don't know if my first response, well, I'm not a Reiki master, but I don't know that my first response would be, Oh my gosh, there's this animal struggling. Let me help calm it down and give it Reiki. Like, I think you'd have to be in such a unique state of mind right. to have that sort of response. But fortunately it obviously worked out well and, and it, it worked. Yeah. That's really, really cool. cool. Yeah. I would like to take the, I mean, I think I could do Reiki on pets now, but it would be nice to take the animal Reiki class and really um, learn more about that for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. 
So you know that this podcast really focuses on the positive side of the paranormal and supernatural. In my point of view, I really see Reiki as being supernatural, definitely. Do you have one or two positive Reiki stories that you could share? I mean, you just shared the one with the dog that was choking on the stick. Um, any other stories that you've either witnessed or either witnessed or had experienced personally? Yeah, I think um, a couple come to mind. Um, one, my neighbor uh, sadly was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. Um, so this was like a year ago, I guess. And, um, he lives, lived right across the street from me. And so I, um, contacted him and I said, you know, would you mind if I, um, did some distant Reiki for you? Um, and he was like, I'll take whatever I can get for sure. He didn't know a lot about yeah. Reiki. Um, and so I, I literally set up a table, uh, a massage table in my living room, and I put a pillow there with a card with his name and did some things. And um, so whenever I was called to do that, I would just go and uh, do some distant Reiki for Steve. Um, and he ended up um, going almost a year, uh, which is unheard of with stage four lung cancer. Um, and his... Um, his treatments, his side effects seem to be tolerable. So I think his quality of life during that year was pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, so I like to believe that um, Reiki had a little bit to do with that. Um, and then the second one I can think of is um, I did a six month uh, volunteer uh, Reiki um, practice at the Alexandra house, which is in the Northern suburbs. It's a, Oh yeah. We know the Alexandra house well here. Yeah. I've been supporting them for a very long time. They do excellent work for women and children. They yes. do. It's an amazing organization. So, yes. I mean, during COVID, like everything is, there are no coincidences. It's all meant to be and you're, you're, you are where you're supposed to be, but they let me come in during COVID and set up in a conference room um, and, and do free Reiki, um, with their clients. Um, and that was, uh, an incredible experience. It was, um, you know, the things that they shared with the women shared with me and, um, yeah. you know, just, and, 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 you know, it was sad and hard, um, but, you know, they also shared that they felt, you know, more relaxed and they felt more confident, like that word that you use more confident, um, in their choices going forward. And, um, I really felt like Reiki really helped so many of them in their healing journeys for sure. That's really wonderful. And for anyone listening that might not know the Alexandra house is located in Blaine, Minnesota, and it is a shelter for abused women and children. And they help many, many, many people. They've been around for a very long time and, um, yeah, I, I, they're one of the charities that I work with when I do virtual group readings or, you know, 50% of all my group readings goes to charity. And so, um, they're, they're on my list. So yeah. I, I didn't know that you did that. That's really, really cool. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. And I'm sure the women really enjoyed well, and appreciated that someone like you took the time to think of them Yeah, and especially during the pandemic. And went and, and spent that time and helped them in such a really unique way. That's really, really cool. Yeah, it was really awesome. I love that. 
makes me like you even more. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So is there anything we haven't covered that you want to mention today? Boy, um, or maybe we covered it all. Yeah. I would say that, um, you know, although I love giving the Reiki sessions for sure, I think I love teaching Reiki even more. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's one weekend. It's a Saturday, a full Saturday and a full Sunday. Uh, it's Reiki one, Reiki two. Um, and you know, it's just, you know, you, you spend a weekend and you walk away with this Reiki energy and, and the tools and the skills to start using it immediately. Um, I would say most, most of the people that take my classes don't go on to have a Reiki practice, but they just want to have the energy for themselves. And, um, and it's a, it's a magical weekend. Like the people in the class, they tend to stay in touch with each other because they've had this sort of profound, wonderful experience. And, oh yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, to have it yourself is just such a gift. And I would really, like I said, I do it about once a month and I would really encourage people to think about, um, whether that makes sense for them. Cause it's really, it's pretty awesome. Well, and you mentioned earlier that it's something that you can do on yourself, which I, I didn't even consider that that was something you could do on yourself. So I can absolutely see why learning Reiki one and two, even if you have no intention of opening your own practice, but being so beneficial for yourself and maybe your spouse, your children, your pets, as you mentioned. Right. That's really great. So how can people find you, Janet? How can people get in touch with you if they want to take a class with you or set up a session? Yeah. So um, my website is www.reikienergycenter, but center is ctr.com. So reikienergyctr.com is my website. Um, I have a studio here in Circle Pines. Um, I also work out of um, Optimal Wellness Solutions in Roseville. And their uh, website is www.roseville.optimalwellness.com. So you can schedule either of those places. And then um, I also uh, am happy to have people text or call me. And my number is 612-212-2933. That's wonderful, Janet. And I'll make sure to post all of the contact information in the show notes. So anyone listening has easy access to those websites and the phone number as well. Awesome. Well, thank you, Janet, so much for joining me today. It's been really insightful and I'm glad you really took the time because it helps me understand Reiki even better. And I'm one of your clients, (laughs) um, but it's nice to have a better understanding of what it is, how it works, how it works for you. It's been really interesting. So thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me, June. I really appreciate it.